0: Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey,
1: everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, limitless-estates.com, and grab our free passive investor's guide. Also, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle as well on our website. All right, now let's get into our show. On the show today, we have Camila Jeffs joining us. Camila, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We are doing well. Before we head into the interview, here's a little bit about Camila. Camila is an HR business partner, real estate investor, triathlete, musician, and mother of five awesome kids. She has been investing since she was 22, starting out with house hacking, then moving on to single family rentals and small multifamily. After moving around the country and living and investing in four different states, she discovered the benefits of passive investing. Her latest project includes investing in a 107 unit in Tucson, Arizona. So we can't wait to hear more about your transition from active to passive investing. So I'll let you take it from here, Camila. And could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do?
2: Sure. Yeah. So like in the intro, I said, I mean, first, I'm a mother to five amazing children, love them. And they are my buddies in all of our real estate investing that we've done. So they're right there alongside with us as we go and we do flips and we work on houses and they're learning all the construction and we like to do hands-on and teach those kids to work." And then also I'm an HR business partner for a Fortune 100 company and I support the high-tech division. So a lot of software developers. So shout out to all of my developers out there. Love them. And we do pretty cool things in company. So yeah.
3: Awesome. So tell us the day you discovered mailbox money in your aha moment.
2: Oh, this was such a cool day. <laughs> so like you said in the intro, I, we move around a lot. In every state we move to, we invest in that state. And we like to be hands-on. But we found ourselves in a position that it's really hard To be hands on when you live clear across the country. So, we had properties in Indiana and we moved to Utah. And when we were in Utah, we're trying to figure out how to manage these properties. So, we hired a property manager, and up until then, we'd managed everything ourselves. And it was a couple months after that I literally went to the mailbox and I opened up the mailbox and I pulled out an envelope from that property manager. And it was the check the property manager sent. So, it was my income for the month. And I looked at that check and I went, huh, I actually haven't even thought about this property for a whole month. It hadn't even crossed my mind. Like hadn't taken up any space in my brain and I just got money from it. And I was like, okay, this is a game changer. I got to figure out how to do more of this type of income.
3: That's awesome. I love that. And I've had that aha moment myself, so I love it. So what has it been like on your journey to build more passive income?
2: Yeah. So I'm an education junkie. I can't get enough of education, so podcasts, books, anything I can get my hands on to figure out how to build more passive income streams. So it's been super exciting. And it's also, it kind of feels like a strategy game. Growing up, I would play strategy games with my family every Sunday night we'd have a game night and we play all these strategy games. And so I kind of feel like I'm like living out a strategy game right now as I try and strategize about how to, put the pieces together of passive income and really build that wealth as we grow in our family.
3: What are some of the podcasts you listen to? I listen to about 20 different podcasts myself, so I'm always interested hearing other people's podcasts maybe I can add one or two more to fit into my day.
2: Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn, really good one. He talks about all sorts of different strategies. My love is real estate, so I listen to Michael Blanc's podcast about passive investing in about apartment syndications. That's kind of where I've headed, and then I also really love the Invest Her podcast, which is one that interviews women real estate investors, and I love hearing about their journeys and supporting them.
3: Is that with Monica Sawyer? Is that no,
2: that one's with Liz and Andressa. So Liz Faircloth.
3: Oh, got it. Yep. They do a great show too. Awesome. Yeah. I love listening to real estate podcasts, but I also, you know, a lot of those podcasts say the same thing. And so it's kind of repetitive. So I love mixing it in with some mindset type of podcasts as well. And I've got like 20 on my list. So that's awesome.
2: Yep. Yep. I listen to those too. Rise podcast, Rachel Hollis, like hers a lot. Amy Porterfield has a good one too.
3: Okay. Fantastic. So talk through the process of finding and building a relationship with good operators.
2: Yeah, so that's a little bit tricky. If you haven't been investing in real estate for very long, or you, it's something you thought you always should do, but you just don't know how to do, finding a good operator can be a little bit tricky. But really, it's just about educating yourself. So finding some good education, so books and podcasts are my first recommendation. And second recommendation is to join your local real estate association. And you can go to a bunch of their meetups and you can start talking to people and just start asking around if anybody knows anyone who does you know, investing how you can get involved. And it might be scary, you know, if you don't want to do the active route and you just want to be passive, totally cool. You just have to talk to people and find out the right folks to do it. You'll find that you want to invest in apartment syndications, for example, that that group is rather small. And so you'll be able to get to know those operators pretty quickly.
3: When we talk about good operators, what is it specifically maybe that you're looking for in a good operator?
2: I'm looking for someone with a strong track record, meaning someone that's done this for many years, maybe even survived the last recession and is still doing very successful. I'm also looking for someone who's obviously trustworthy because giving them your hard-earned money is kind of a big deal, right? And trusting that to someone else, it's a huge deal. And so I want to make sure I have a relationship of trust. And then also someone who's just a really great communicator. I want more communication than less communication from those partners.
3: Okay. So tell us about your first passive investment. What was that like? And tell us about the actual investment itself.
2: Sure. So the first one I have is a 107 units in Tucson, Arizona. And the way that one came about was that I was going to meet up. So we moved to Arizona in July of 2019 and I started attending real estate meetups out here to try and get to know the lay of the land, the players and who was who in real estate. And uh, I started going to multifamily meetups because I was specifically interested in that asset class. My investing prior to this was all single family and then small multis. But last year I told myself, hey, you know what, Camilla, it's time to lever up. Let's go and let's try for some big apartment complexes and figure out a way to get involved with them. And as I was going to the meetups and meeting different people who were doing it, I thought, you know, the easiest way to do this is to invest passively in another person's syndication because it's a pretty steep learning curve. Even though I'm a real estate investor going from single family to large multifamily, it's a whole other game. And it's a team sport, right? I did everything all by myself and now you have to find a team and grow and build. So if you can just find a great operator who already has a team in place, then you can get involved in these. And so I met a guy and I established a relationship with him a month later, he came to me and he said, hey, you don't know, have this deal. It's 107 units in Tucson, Arizona, and went through the whole package, showed me all the details and explained everything. I had a lot of questions and he was able to answer those questions. And, and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I promised myself I was going to invest in an apartment complex in 2019 and I'm going to do it. And so I did. It's been really cool, really exciting thing to do.
3: Awesome. Congratulations on that. So, when you're going from single family homes to multifamily, whether you're an active investor or passive investor, you've got to understand how to evaluate that deal, or else you're not going to really know what you're investing in, right? So, where did you learn how to? evaluate a deal? And what did you learn over time as you did it more and more?
2: Yeah. So again, steep learning curve, right? But it's important to just get a bunch of books. I started out... Actually, I started with podcasts. And the one I referenced earlier, Michael Blanc's podcast was a really good one to learn about multifamily syndication and how to evaluate deals. And then I got a couple of books and devoured those. And so I could understand, for instance, what a cap rate is, you know, in single family investing, we don't use cap rates. And so what is that? And why is that important in a multifamily asset? And then just trying to really educate myself and learn all that I can and learn what the right numbers are. And I found some good operators out there that were putting out great content. So YouTube videos are great too, to really learn it in small bites and learn the information.
3: All right. And so now you're coming around to tax season in 2020. And so you're now getting to see some of the benefits that real estate provides. Can you talk to us about some of the benefits that real estate's provided you?
2: And for taxes?
3: For taxes.
2: Yeah. So so that's actually really exciting. I know that's weird to be excited about taxes, but but when you invest in real estate, you can be excited about taxes because the cool thing is that investing in real estate provides a really great shelter for taxes. In our investing, like the whole time that we've been investing, we've been able to write off the majority of our real estate and what we're doing. And the cool thing about investing passively is now I don't have to do any of the work like I did before. I had to you know, literally do all the construction, but this one, I just invest my money And I own an actual real piece of that apartment building. And those tax benefits flow directly to me, which is awesome. And then it goes right onto my tax statement. And so we use different techniques, but one is called cost segregation, where you can actually depreciate a lot of that asset upfront. And so you'll see huge benefits in your taxes. And so not only will you likely not be taxed on the money that's on the cash flow you get from investing passively, but there could be other benefits as well. Now, I'm not a tax advisor, so I don't know every detail, but I do know that the tax benefits are huge. They're just huge and exciting.
3: Do you qualify as a real estate professional or anyone in your family?
2: Yes, I do. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay, perfect. Yeah. I mean, anyone that can learn about the real estate professional designation, we won't get too far in the weeds on that one, but that one's like the gold card. Basically, if you have that, you can take all that depreciation against passive and active income. Whereas if you're a W-2 employee, you can't take it against the active income. So having someone inside your household that can get that designation, it's just a huge advantage. And if you can do it, I highly suggest looking into it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what is your goal for number of income streams? We interviewed someone on a webinar two or three weeks ago, they have 70 income streams, which is phenomenal, right? But a lot of people <laughs> measure themselves by the number of income streams. Wow. like. So how many income streams would you like to see?
2: Wow. Okay. So 70. Okay. Now my number feels like tiny. Well, it's
3: okay. It's okay. That is absolutely insane. Right. But you know, they say uh, every millionaire has a seven.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, are they counting like individual real estate investments? Because I do believe I get so. 70 on that easily. Right. But if I count real estate as one, then I want to have between six and eight is where I'm headed, right? So real estate will be one and then other income streams between six to eight. That's my goal.
3: Okay. How do you come up with that number?
2: I looked realistically at the amount of time that I have first, right? To be able to build passive income streams. I read a book called Opt Out. It's very similar to the four-hour work week where you need as much as you need and then you opt out of the traditional way of living. So I'm not in the game to be a billionaire, but I'm definitely in the game to have the financial independence and have really strong financial health for my family.
3: Awesome. And do you mind me asking what some of those six to eight will be if real estate is just one of those eight?
2: Yeah, sure. So an online business, working on an online business, another, I want to write a book and you know have an income stream from a book. I haven't detailed out any more than that, but those three... <laughs>
3: Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good start, right? I mean, you just slowly build it up. You can't take up too much at once. So that's awesome. It's a good start. Yeah. So you now use your passive income as a way to fund your children's college fund, right? Instead of using the 529 plan. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So, so like I said, I have five children and that's pretty daunting to think about paying for college, especially these days with the amount of money that it costs to go to college. So in the beginning, even when my babies were little, my husband and I would talk about, well, you know, what are we going to do for college? How are we going to save for college? And we worked ourselves through college. And so we want our kids to really own it and to know that it's their own journey. But we knew that we would have to help them. And so we thought about the 529 plans. But the reality is a 529 plan can only be used for higher education. But what if One of my kids opts out and doesn't want to do that, right? What if my kid wants to instead just learn a trade and become a foreman on a oil rig somewhere and make millions of dollars at, like, I don't know what, what their future holds and I didn't want to peg them into one future. So we instead decided that we're going to use our real estate investments to be able to fund their future. So instead of funding their college, we think about it as funding their future and helping them get a leg up to get started in their future. I guess we're not going to fund their entire future. They have to own it and work on it. But- the cool thing about it is if you think about passive investing, and I've made a whole spreadsheet on this. I kind of nerded out on a spreadsheet about how to really build it, but you start investing, even if you invest passively when you have your first child. So say you invest 50000 into a passive investment when you have your first child. By the time they're 18, if you keep continue rolling those over, you're going to have way more than enough money to be able to pay for any kind of college education that your child wants to do. And that's is a much more powerful way to fund your children's future than simply stocking a little bit of money away each month into a 529. So I always advise my friends with kids, invest in real estate and you'll do much better.
3: Yep, couldn't agree more. All right, Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready?
2: I'm ready. This
1: episode of the podcast is brought to you by asset protection attorney, Wayne Patton. We all spend a lot of time thinking about ways to make more money, but how much time have you spent thinking about legal strategies to protect your wealth? Whether you're a professional, an investor, or an entrepreneur, you are at risk of being targeted in a lawsuit. Wayne is an attorney who specializes only in asset protection strategies, like the use of offshore trusts. If you'd like to learn more about how you can protect your assets, visit mwpadden.com or assetprotection.law. Mention this podcast and Wayne will waive his customary $750 initial consultation fee. Again, the website is mwpatton.com or assetprotection.law. Or you can call Wayne at 877-727-1092. Call now and get protected today. Mila, what is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without?
2: I could definitely not do without my podcasts and books. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the things that I read every single morning and I listen to a podcast every single day and they keep me motivated, excited, and optimistic about the future of real estate.
1: Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing and what is the main takeaway for our listeners?
2: Yes. So I'm going to go back to taxes, right? So taxes are way exciting until they're not. (laughs) Until you make a mistake, and so I learned the hard way about the importance of sheltering your income. Is we had an investment property that we sold, and we didn't know at the time that you know this was many years ago, we didn't know at the time that we needed to do a ten thirty one exchange or do something to protect that income. So we sold the property and we got a nice paycheck. Come tax time, almost to the penny, we had to give that entire paycheck back to the government, and I was devastated, angry, embarrassed, all those feelings at once. (laughs) And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We just finally did well on a property and it's gone. So that was probably my biggest mistake and it's never going to happen again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life
2: to the next level? So to the next level, I really want to focus on spreading the word about what passive investing can do for your life. I so strongly believe that everybody needs to have some money invested in real estate. And I think as soon as people start investing in real estate, even passively, right? You don't even have to do it actively if you don't want to wield a hammer and stuff. But I really want to spread the word and especially help other women to get involved in this as well and to really understand the nuts and bolts of it so that they can have the benefits of being able to choose your own adventure in life.
1: Amazing. And finally, where can people find out more about you?
2: Sure. You can visit me. I have a website. The name of my the company that holds my real estate assets is Steady Stream Investments. And so you can visit me there, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Camilla Jeffs, or Facebook, Camilla Jeffs, Simple, Instagram. You can see me as Steady Stream Investments. I'm on Instagram there, too.
1: Great. Well, thanks for sharing your remarkable journey with us, Camilla, and we really appreciate you being on our show. Thanks so much for the opportunity.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to limitless-estates.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.